0: everybody it's another episode of go flicks yourself my name is ben conowitz and with me as always is the james woods to my chris cooper bradford omen
1: hey that's me Ugh, that's, that sucks
0: yeah that just, <laughs> you're, that just sucks you're the worst i don't have anything good yeah Ooh, piece uh, of candy. <laughs> that's Ooh, the only piece thing. of candy. Yeah, exactly. James was high. That's all he's known for. And Nate, that means you can. You know what? You can be another just terrible version. You can be John Voight. How about that? Oof. Oh,
2: golly! You know Yuck. what he's in that awful Mission Impossible film. You know I'm,
0: I'm going to change it out. Uh, Don, Donald Sutherland. That's 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 who you can be. I, that's pretty good. I yeah. think. Did he get that's canceled more, though? Or I don't no? No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. We're no, thinking
1: of Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> Don Knotts got
2: canceled. Oh, touch it. <laughs> <laughs> too far. Here's a, this is my incredible Mr. Limpet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that sounds like Don Knotts, by the way.
1: Oh, but it is.
2: It's me, Don Knotts. Yeah. That's
1: how he sounds.
2: No, that's really
0: not how he sounds. Are you sure?
1: Yeah, he definitely sounds like that. No, he, like no, he does He does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, Skipper,
2: we're stuck on an island. That's that's, that's, that's not even Don Knotts. That's, yeah,
1: that's this, this is,
2: again, my point proven. <laughs> you guys don't even know who Don Knotts is. I know who Don Knotts is. You he's crazy, incredible Mr. Limpet. Yeah, he saw
0: a ghost. What? Yeah, he's like. Uh, there's a movie where he's like. He famously saw a ghost. All right, movie. What's on. it called? Guys, welcome to Go Flix <laughs> Yourself. This is a movie podcast where we talk about the latest movies that we've assigned each other. Uh, we also talk about the latest movies we've seen. We also talk about some trailers, and every once in a while, we talk about an interesting topic. And every once in a while, we play a game. And Brad Oman's here. He writes for Slashville. Nate Lauchs is here. He likes movies. I'm here. I'm Ben Conowitz. I like movies, too.
1: Yeah. And now you're all cut up. And Brad's back,
2: buddy. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's good to have you back here in the
2: studio. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm back in person. I'm not dying anymore. Uh, you might be able to still hear a little bit of it in my voice. No, no. Voice of an angel. But uh, yeah, the flu was rough this year, guys. If you haven't gotten your flu shot, please go out of your way to get it because it's a nasty one. Did I, you ever
2: think you might be dying?
1: Uh, No. But I, it definitely like got to a point where I felt so shitty that like it just you wanted that yeah <laughs> it just it just stressed me out because like this week uh, this week last week especially I just had a bunch of stuff that I needed to get done for work because like we're coming up on year end stuff so we're doing like uh, best of lists and things like that uh, I had stuff like to get ready for Christmas you know because uh, my girlfriend's coming back from Utah this week and had we're a lot of stuff to ready finally gonna get to meet her oh my god uh and it's just it, it, i was just overwhelmed and like all i could do was lay in bed and be sick and i just felt terrible and i was just sleeping so much and it was it was awful so yeah uh don't get the flu it's bad this year i got flu a which apparently is a pretty nasty one so uh get your flu shots take care of yourself don't be sick around the holidays You had the flu eh Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i gotcha this i don't even want to do this podcast anymore Hey, you he used to make
2: me happy. I don't, I don't like who you've become ever yeah. since you had the fluet. You
1: yeah. know, I had a near-death experience, and now I just don't want to waste my time. It's, this is my Banshees of In a Sharon moment. <laughs> like, I just don't want to don't, don't be around you
2: guys
0: anymore. <laughs> well, it's, you know, we're I do look like Colin Farrell. Die of the, and I look like
2: Brendan Gleeson, for sure. Oh, I was going to say that goat. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the goat's adorable, Nate.
0: <laughs> Man, come on, you guys are so mean. I was just trying to say, set it up that I was Brendan Gleeson.
2: Well, no, with smaller Brandon ears. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, if he's breaking up with us and he doesn't want to see
1: us anymore. That man has gigantic ears. His
2: ears are so big. No, literally. Pause the
0: podcast. Pull him up on your phone. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson ears. And you're going to go, God
2: damn. Yeah.
1: Like his ears are the size of a normal man's hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it got stung by a bee and it swelled up, but it didn't.
2: We we also host a SNL podcast and Gleeson was on uh, an SNL episode and it got to the point where I stopped like paying attention to the sketches because Honestly. his ears were just, I'm like, are, are they real? You guys is that part P. P. Were, the, probably, you were probably too old for all that, right? I did not watch all that. No, I didn't.
1: So all that was like was a big thing for me when I was a kid. Uh, it's like the kid version of Saturday Night Live that was on Nickelodeon. Keenan Thompson was yeah. on it. Uh, there were Josh Server was an, another uh, kid on it. Don't and know who that is. is he, that Drake and Josh? Josh? No, it's a different. Josh. I mean, of course. He played. Uh, he played a character. Good try though. Buddy. I, think, I think his <laughs> name. I think his name was just Earboy and he had. <laughs> He had ears ear that were as big as like his head. They were huge. And I think Brendan Gleason's ears are actually the size of those fake ears from it's, that show. It's if uncomfortable. You
2: think, if you think Ear Boy is funny, let me introduce you to the Goat Boy. Oh, no. He's right wing up your alley,
0: Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but again, one more time. It looks like somebody took a, a bicycle pump and pumped up a normal human ear and then let it all out and deflated it. But the ear stayed... That size. But,
2: but you're getting mean. I, I think Brendan Gleason's a great <laughs> no, actor. He, okay. right? He uh, <laughs> has nothing to do with his acting. He's amazing. We love him. But yeah, the, also... the ears
1: don't keep him from being a great actor. It just, mean, if they, anything, that's a testament to how good of an actor he is. <laughs> the
2: fact that I don't pay attention to his ungodly big ears. All I'm saying is there's a very, very good chance right now that Brendan Gleason can hear us. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, okay, that's a good that's point. Fair.
0: Moving the hell on. Brad, did you bring a sponsor? Are we sponsored this week? Is there a show? We well, are paying
2: the bills
1: this
0: week. You know, no? and
2: here's
1: here's the thing we we are we need to replenish our fluids. Don't say it like that all all the time. You want to make sure that you are you are full up on electrolytes uh, and vitamins and and minerals. <laughs> and one of the best ways to do that uh, is with Seven Elevens Replenish Zero. Uh, there's no sugar in it. It tastes just like a delicious Gatorade. This flavor is orange mango. And so if you need to replenish your fluids after just, you after you have pedialyte. after you've drained your body oh. of all the liquid in it, whether it's from sweating this or urinating not, okay, or, or spitting up no, or no sponsor
0: this week. There's no sponsor
1: this uh, we're just putting putting your ham in your sandwich. You want to replenish your fluids. Putting your ham in your you sandwich. You wanna replenish your fluids, guys. So replenish zero oh. from seven eleven. This is the zero sugar version, so it's healthy for you. <laughs> The other, the one that that is not zero sugar has a lot of sugar in it, so don't don't have that one. <laughs> that
0: reminds me of uh, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura are were on their stupid podcast, and. Tom Segura looked over and was like, Bert, you're drinking a lot of water today because he had this huge, like, sixty-four ounce m- mug of water with him, but he found out it wasn't water; it was Kool-Aid. <laughs> he was still making like grape Kool-Aid and drinking sixty-four ounces of it, and like, like
2: yeah. actually putting the sugar in it. Oh yeah, like the a- full bore. Like, and he just thought. See, this is
1: this is <laughs> zero calories. It's got it's got E B three B five B six Bingo." Uh, no artificial flavors, no synthetic colors, no high fructose corn syrup,
2: no artificial flavors. How are they flavoring that? Yeah, and you it, just it's said got, it's like mango. It's got artificial it flavors. It's like in cut it. mango in there, or you what? You can't no, say they that. Prob- they probably just have actual fruit juices
1: in it. I will bet. I bet not. No, you don't know anything about stuff like this. Though. It
0: can't have actual actual fruit juice in
1: there and be zero calorie. Fruit juice it, has has, it has sugar, calories, natural, yeah. natural sugar. No, that's like not true. That's uh, anyway, guys. I think you're being hoodwinked. No, this is bamboozled. It's it's very, it's very, bamboozled is my favorite energy drink. Um, But no, this is, it's, this is good for recovering. Well, thanks to 7 Eleven. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huge, huge new location in our small town here. We're very thankful to have them. And honestly, that's why they sponsored the show tonight. I got in contact Mm -hmm. with them and said, Hey, we got a new location in your town. We'd like to sponsor the podcast. So thanks, 7 Eleven, for truly and sincerely sending a $100,000 check.
1: Yeah. And a single bottle of Replenish Zero. (laughs) orange or mango
0: uh, well, boys let's get right into it uh, okay brad what christmas movie did nate have you watch or did N- i make you watch
1: and uh, not you didn't nate did i can't ever keep it straight yeah you're i don't know why i'm real, it's I'm real hard there's only three of us yeah, i know. I get
2: i get confused every time
1: too. i don't understand what your problem is uh anyway i watched christmas in connecticut this is it's a
2: classic it is a classic it is uh
1: it is a classic i was not expecting this movie uh to be so silly but it is genuinely like a like a screwball romantic comedy. Um, Who's in it? Barbara Stanwyck uh, is the uh, the main uh, actress in it, um, and then it also stars uh, what is his name? Um, Hold on a second. Dennis Morgan. Don Knotts. Don Knotts is it? Is in it? No, <laughs> Dennis yeah. Dennis uh, Morgan. De- yeah, Dennis Morgan plays. Uh, so here's this, here's the setup. Dennis Morgan plays this war hero. Uh, he was lo- lost at sea for for a while and he gets recovered in this hospital, meets a nurse, strikes a conversation with him. Uh, they kind of become a thing. And one of the things that kind of keeps him going when he's in the hospital is he's reading these articles by this woman named Elizabeth Long. Uh, and she ri- writes these articles about living on uh, a Connecticut farm with her husband and her baby. And she always includes these delicious food recipes that just like make him mouth water because uh, initially he he's not eating regular food because, like they have to, you know, build a mech up after he was starved for so long av- after being lost at sea. And so, uh, as like a kind of a reward for being a war hero, uh, his the the nurse who becomes his fiance sets it up so that he can go meet Elizabeth Long. Uh, on her Connecticut farm. But what he doesn't know uh, is that this uh, persona of, of Elizabeth Long doesn't really exist. The woman does, but she doesn't live on a Connecticut farm. She's not married. She doesn't have a baby. And the recipes came from uh, a, a relative of hers, her like a makeshift uncle named Felix. And he's the one who's the chef who actually is the one who cooks it. So uh, it, it has the potential. Where, so where does she live? In Connecticut, but on our farm? No, she lives in New York. Okay. Uh, and so the, it, it rather, uh, this ri- has the risk of ruining her career because somehow her publisher doesn't know that what she writes about is a complete ruse. Well, I mean, this was what, 1910? When did this movie 45. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody had cars. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, they couldn't visit. Anyway, so yeah, so, so he doesn't know this. So uh, when it's set up for this war hero to go visit her, They have to put on this whole ruse and like make it look like she's married and has a kid and lives on a Connecticut farm. And so the war hero and her publisher are coming to visit. And so they have to create this whole thing. And so it's them trying to keep up this idea. And so she has a friend that like she's, uh, they're going to pretend to be married. They're borrowing babies from women who like need to go to work and like need someone to take care of their kids while they're going and working at the factory because it's like, it's still war times, you know? Uh, And so it's just, it's kind of a zany. Does, the, uh, does is there like a the town gets in on it too or is it no just- it's no it's well they they get in on it eventually because like there's a turn where the publisher thinks uh her baby is being kidnapped because the woman comes to get oh, wow. her baby back and so that's when like it all gets found out but it, it doesn't turn into like a huge thing it keeps so it, it's, it's so, not like
0: a funny farm type situation where they're no, paying everybody to no no control. exactly
1: it's pr- it's pretty isolated um but but yeah it's you know it's uh uh, like I said I was surprised how silly this was for for this time. It really feels like kind of a, a goofy comedy. Um I'm not sure that I necessarily loved it. Uh, but but one thing I did I was surprised is that there hasn't been a more definitive like a remake of this movie. There was a remake in
2: 1992. Boy, who do you think directed it, Ben? Uh
0: that would be John Hancock. No, who directed no, it? Damn.
2: Peter Godfrey. No.
0: For yes. the 1992
1: one? Oh, the 1992 one, yeah. yeah. The remake is directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No
0: way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I need to watch that movie. I've seen every Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movie ever he made. He directed
1: this, yeah? Yeah, he directed the remake. What? Why did I not know this? I don't know. Because you're not a real fan. Oh,
0: why? <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> you I just recently found
1: out about this, and it's funny that I found out about this when I was watching Wait, this okay. movie. Wait, okay, hold on, hold
2: Chris, on. Chris Christopherson's in it, I think. Yeah, and so
1: is uh Diane Cannon. Do you know why?
2: Schwarzenegger directed this? He wanted to? I think he's a fan of but it. But why like he's is He's just that? a fan of Christmas it. Well, Okay, you need to... I, I mean, it's a, it's, it is a pretty popular movie. I mean, and it's silly. It's funny. It's I'm, but I am surprised that that is the only remake of it yeah. because it
1: feels like it's ripe for like... Agreed. Like, a, you know... Uh, I haven't
2: seen it in a number of years, but I do remember being funny
1: and, you know... I do su- I do suppose there are some movies that have taken cues from it. because, like, like um, For example, a movie like The Proposal kind of has yeah, a similar guess, yeah. premise to it. Um, but like no one's done a, like a, a straight up, you know, yeah, I'll, Uncle King. Felix,
0: okay, you're going to come in through, you made the pie, the pie is very good, you're going to give the pie away, okay, and the action.
2: How many, how many films has Arnold Schwarzenegger directed? Not many, One. I don't, one. I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's never directed anything that he's been in, I mean, as
0: far as like starring, I don't think, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that he's done. And if so, it would have been very recent.
1: Actually, yeah, that's the only movie he directed, and he directed an episode of *Tales from the Crypt* in 1990.
0: So uh, clearly, he caught the directing bug in the early 90s and thought, "I can do anything." And then, and then it, it, it was
1: like, "You know what? I'll be back." <laughs> and, then never, and then he never did. I like it. Never, I like never it. came back. But yeah, Christmas really, uh, Christmas in Connecticut. Pretty good, uh, not great. I won't add it to my Christmas repertoire, but I'm I'm glad I saw it. A classic, a classic Christmas movie that I hadn't seen before. Uh, uh, Nate Ford, how about you, buddy?
2: So I was assigned a film by my buddy Ben, uh, and like Ben would assign me, because again, I love Christmas movies, uh, and Ben loves horror movies, and so it is the intersection of those two things.
0: Also, it's just the only
2: kind of subgenre
0: of Christmas movies that I have a I've, shot at giving I have you that you've seen not seen. I've seen
2: many horror Christmas movies, because typically, in Christmas, I like joyful Christmas movies. Sure. Um, I want to ruin that. And and this film did no. I'm just kidding. It's a, a film called Better Watch Out, and I actually after watching this really kind of got into exploring more about this film. I had not heard of it. Um, and explain
0: it, the premise for the for the folks out home, at all, home.
2: All right, so so how to explain this film? So this film is like it, it feels in the beginning a little bit like a John Hughes film, right? Um, they they have this beautiful house of an upper middle class person with a 12 year old that needs a babysitter his parents are going out and the babysitter comes over and this kind of 17 18 year old blonde girl and and so at the beginning it just kind of feels like a fun john hughes film now did you guys before i get into this i had older siblings i never really had babysitters because i mean maybe when i was real little i never I had, had, babysitters. had babysitter did yeah. you guys have crushes on your babysitters yes did you yeah Okay. I, didn't. I, I feel like that's a thing that many people have. I never did. I didn't
0: only because my babysitter was one that like babysat me from when I was an infant all okay. the way up. So it was basically like a sister or an aunt.
2: Okay. Like I mean, kind of and like she's a listener to this podcast, right? So you don't want to know. No, let no. Out her, out her, your
0: crush. her name is uh, Lori, okay. or her, name, her name's Laura Stewart. I called her Lori. I'm the only one on the planet that calls her Lori, evidently. Laura Stewart. She owns First Impressions Hair Design. She's an amazing person. My father walked her down the aisle at her wedding. That's very nice. uh, and helped her start her business. That's
2: how close she is to us. So, and she babysat us all the time. So, this is a twelve-year-old that has this crush on this babysitter, right? And he is determined to, like, essentially win her over. Then the film kind of takes a turn because this kid is kind of this kid is a uh, a weirdo, um, and he is willing to go to violent lengths to, to to get this going on. But so so this sounds almost like turning into a a psychological horror film. But it also has a little bit of lightheartedness because it borrows a lot from Home Alone. Um, So the silly, zany kind of pranks from Home Alone, except in very violent consequences. Very real terms. Yep. And so, and then there's a little bit. I don't know, Ben. When you watch this, there was a little. It seemed like almost some homage to Scream as well. Oh, a hundred percent. And so, this is this is, in my opinion, is one of the better
0: uh, horror comedies or, or like horror yeah. uh, like horror X, right? It's not just horror, but there's yeah. horror and a theme, and it, it's really done well. Uh, it, it is it's actually a very unique the, premise. I, I will
2: say this: the the premise is is there's funny, you know, parts to it. There, it is certainly a Christmas film, but it is, you know horror. Right. as well did you watch this with the um, lights on when the kids were in bed I did watch it with the lights on I don't watch movies with the lights on I'll fall asleep but you, you watch it with the kids I did not watch this with the kids probably smart um, probably smart you don't give many ideas <laughs> you know though so this film uh, and I, I won't I, it doesn't have a ton of people you're going to recognize, by the way. Um, it does now. Some of these characters have, or some of these people have gone on to bigger things. Timothy Chalamet. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I, uh, Olivia. Daniel Day-Lewis. Olivia, <laughs> I think it's DeJong. Uh, I remember. Uh, so she played Priscilla Presley in the latest Elvis film. Um, so I, some of these people are getting they, bigger roles. going to get Because they're kids. Because Better Watch Out like
0: was, what, 2019? I mean, it really yep. wasn't that long
2: ago. Yep. Um Billy from stranger things uh, is in it. I think his name is uh, uh Dacre Montgomery maybe yeah um and then uh
1: one of the kids too Ed oxenbold w- yep. uh, he was in the visit and he's been in- well,
2: so was uh,
0: Olivia Dijon yes. she was yeah, in yeah. the visit as well yeah. but um, I think that's a very underrated horror movie by the way the visit I really
2: liked it oh it's good um, well so uh, so after this right I started kind of getting into it. And apparently, Olivia DeJong was the f- director's, you know, f- like what he wanted to star in this. And he was trying to get her, but she had already starred in two or three horror films before that. And she's like, I don't want to only be a horror film actress, right? Um, but and she read. He said, and he said, too fucking bad. <laughs> well, no. Do you think the parts are jumping off the shelf? She read the script. Olivia. She's like, this is also because, again, this. She, she becomes a little bit of a, a, a you know a heroine mm-hmm. right in this, yeah. um, and so you know what I, what I thought was interesting about this is there is some subtext to this film about technology about all these things where you've got this twelve year old kid at the beginning and he, the the actor I I'm not familiar with him he's been in some things you you may have seen him he does a fantastic job I tell you what like for a twelve or thirteen year old that can turn into you know trying to be cool and everything to this homicidal crazy guy yeah in a believable way grounded um is is really remarkable i mean he would be grounded for the things he was trying in the movie but But, but what's what's really really crazy about it is at the beginning he's trying to be in the suave person he's trying to be i'm you know you can uh, you can get with me yeah i'm younger than you but i'm I'm mature i'm cool and by the end he's throwing a temper tantrum like a little child right um and so there's this kind of i think some subtext there as well that the writer and director is getting at about you know a lot of kids today because of technology because of social media these kind of things oftentimes think and they're they're around things that uh, make them seem older than they are but yeah. there are things that only experience can teach you right and so this kid clearly had heard of things and was familiar with you know sexual things these kind of things. But he was still a twelve-year-old, yeah. um, and so um, when he didn't get his way, he responded like a twelve-year-old, right. right? Other than killing people. But um, I also think that there is—I just like that part of it.
0: There's a lot of stuff like that. The movie Good Boys uh, comes mm-hmm. to mind, where they they Google like sex stuff, right? Yeah. But the the funny part to us is. Porn is so ubiquitous, and, and and naked ladies online are so easy to find. You should just type in naked woman, but instead, kids don't know how to search for that kind of stuff yet. So they're like bath boobies, yeah, and like yeah. you—it's know, just these funny little touching thing. butts. Yeah, it's like that's what you think sex. Uh, that part is is hilarious to me. Uh and, and obviously there's some innocence there and some some fun with it. And so to, t- to kind of turn that on its head to like you're talking about, like it comes comes out there as almost in a smoking jacket. Like I'm doing, I, remember, you know.
1: I remember being being younger and seeing uh a, a porno videotape for the first time and seeing a, a penis uh ejaculating <laughs> oh and, boy. and being like like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like 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 this is weird.
0: Why dad, why do
1: you have this? <laughs>
0: All right. So anyway,
2: I I like this film. Again, I am not the horror Christmas guy here on our, sure, our team. Sure, uh, but I actually enjoy this. It is well acted. Um, I mean, it's not groundbreaking, but it is well acted. Yeah. It's a fun film. That's fun. It was short um, too. It's not, it's it not is very not long. very long. Yeah. Freezy. And, Freezy. Uh, easy, I, breezy, breezy, easy breezy. Beautiful. I, I, I can't. I can't really. Honestly, it is very well acted. I really yeah. enjoyed the whole team that that put this together. So
0: good job. Better watch out. Yep. There you go.
2: So Ben, what did you watch? Who assigned it to you? I assume it was Brad, right? I can't remember. Oh
0: uh, Brad gave me a little movie called Little Women, mm-hmm. and it's from 2019.
2: Which again, we did debate whether or not this has enough Christmas to it.
0: Because right? I I had heard of the movie Little Women because obviously I know it, it has been remade like 19 times. That's it's also a famous book. No, I don't know that 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 just it's it's been made five times. Uh but I never knew that it had anything to do with Christmas. So that's why I questioned it. I was like, oh, are we not doing Christmas movies anymore?
2: It's fair to question it. I think it's also fair to say there's yeah, a, it has enough. Christmas There's a
0: in couple it. Of, of key scenes, as yeah. Brad said, it, that are that, take and place it, just kind of, a it kind of it kind of it has a feel of a Christmas movie.
2: And we've been wanting you to watch this for a while because you you this was a a very a clear, glaring omission yeah, from on your glaring, on your glaring list. Omission. No, it
1: was not even for Best Picture. Well, it's fine. And Brad, Brad awesome. and I
0: really
2: do enjoy this movie. Yeah, I You to watch.
0: I'm so happy I watched this movie. I and I'm. If the guys of Christmas is how we got to here, fine. That's awesome. I did obviously... Well, the l-
1: women of Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, this movie was made first uh, famous after the... Obviously, the book, but uh, 1935 <laughs> Catherine Hepburn uh, was in the very first one. Okay. And then in, they made another one in like 49 and then they made another one in the 70s and then they made another one in the 80s and in one, the one in the 90s yep. so this this Every decade has their little Seriously women. They, they really do um and i can see why i am I'm, I'm hoping the other ones are, are are just as good as this this the source material probably doesn't change all that much so
1: of course It's kind of like it's 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 kind of like in like uh the theater world like every everyone wants to do like death of a salesman at some sure. point something like that like every actress like wants to do an annotation of little women at some point I mean and the i can start, see why ladder, these you of can yeah.
0: get there's so much to chew on you know yeah. it, the, the, these are characters are Incredibly well fleshed out. They work together so well. It's a it's a I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about the story that's uh uh four sisters that uh, are back in the uh civil war times and their father gets called away to battle, and so the there's the mom and the four daughters, and it's just literally about their lives growing up in that situation and mainly about romance and marrying because that's what everybody expects women to do then and it's it's about uh saoirse ronan Mm -hmm. uh it's about her character not wanting to be part of that life
2: but think about this right so this is based on a source material written you know long time ago pretty remarkable and groundbreaking stuff for that source material can't believe that that that
0: got published back then because women were not really allowed to do that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. it, it was it was great that this story even came out because of that i mean she's telling a story about fuck your patriarchy i want to be my own person and it's that 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 book and that movie. these movies they hold more true today than than ever it's there's this endearing quality to these women that are just it's just so important and i wish every young woman would watch this movie you know and every young man (laughs) more importantly maybe because you could absolutely there's just so much to learn from this, and there's just so much takeaways. But it's two hours and fifteen minutes long, and it doesn't feel like it. You're yeah. just you're literally just watching this stuff happen, and I'm in, I was engaged immediately.
2: Yeah, I I think what's interesting about this is again this story has been told many times in film, and so Greta Gerwig directed this and adapted this, and the way she did it I thought it was just really well done because it is it can be difficult to rework a story that many people are familiar with even in film, right? We're familiar with, I think, uh, the 90s one had uh, mm. Winona Ryder, Whiter, Ryder Kirsten yep. Dunst. Yep. And-, and, and that was a very popular one. Yeah. Honestly, people, I remember seeing that one. Um, and so, to be able to retell it in a way that seems fresh, yeah, I mean, and um, this, it was is really is, remarkable.
1: The, the new the new storytelling structure that she did with yep. this one is what, what really made it exactly so even, even more compelling. So I'm I'm to understand that means that the, the other adaptation, don't jump back and forth in time. Yeah,
0: and, and this is just me being a dumbass. Uh, the only the only problem I had with that is because they they all these actresses all look very very similar when they're playing seven years ago and today Emma Watson looks about the same. Florence Pugh looks because you can't make them shorter. You can you know yep. even though they would have technically been smaller people compared to you know a full-grown woman like laura dern seven years ago you should have been shorter to her because it was seven years ago and that's just it's just different yeah i couldn't tell sometimes which was which and it took me like a couple seconds to be like okay oh no they have switched back okay that was a little jarring for me but just because i'm a dumbass it had nothing to do with the 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 actual movie so
2: when i got over here you were finishing this film and uh before we recorded and you you got a little teary right um and i said so ben was it the scene where Chris Cooper can't go into the house? You said, "Of course, it of was. course, because it, <laughs> it gets me every time." It yeah. gets me every, and I, I know it's coming. Chris Cooper acts as a, I saw Chris Cooper is so incredible in, in this film. Yeah. He, he's
0: not in it for very much. Uh, he's he, obviously uh, not not necessarily a like cameo role, but just a bit part. Yeah. and he plays it to perfection. Timothy Chalamet, I'm not the biggest fan of his in the, in the first place, but so I you re- get
2: why people love him. Though, I do. I can see why. He's very
0: charismatic. He's very good in this film. Uh, Florence Pugh is fantastic. Uh, Laura Dern is fantastic. Emma Watson—they're all fantastic. Everybody's really Bob good. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I know everybody in this film—it just knocks it out of the park, and the storytelling is very fresh. Um, what, what, go, if you haven't seen Little Women, you guys are doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, what Don't saddens it. To
2: me is I, I think there's this perception that again, because it's called Little Women, right, and it's 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 starring mostly women that men can't get something out of this or they yeah. won't enjoy it you know it's and got that's some humor in it it's it is it's just really a lot well. of blame
0: i'll take a lot of blame there because this is to me before i saw this movie I'm like yeah it's a period piece about uh mainly women i, I don't think it's for me I- i'll take a pass and why? Like I'm gonna now. I think I want to watch some more stuff. I'd like to watch Pride and Prejudice. I'd like to watch. I
2: mean, there are some really Dude, boring uh, poor, the, uh, period. The pieces,
1: 2005 but, Pride and Prejudice is actually like really good. See, it's, again,
0: these are things that are never going to be in my wheelhouse, and so that's why I'm glad we're doing this little project, boys, where you're you're making me open my eyes to some stuff.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the Pride and Prejudice it's it's very well directed. There's some impressive like and there's zombies sing, in it too. Sing, Single take sequences and everything where it's just like you realize, oh wow, like it's been the one take, take this whole time. Who did that one? Who? Um, it's oh, what's his name? It's the guy who directed Atonement. Um. Um, Abe
0: Vagoda. <laughs> classically trained director. Oh, Joe, Joe Wright. Okay. Joe yep. Wright
1: is the filmmaker. Yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you liked it. Then. I really it's loved it, good. man. A
0: little, and it, and I will say, it, it technically Christmas movie. Technically,
1: it fills you with the Christmas warmth. It does, and then the joy of Christmas. Yeah, especially Civil War times. Especially when Bob Odenkirk comes home. And he looks like Bob Cratchit. He's, he looks wonderful. He does. Just like a, a sweet old man. Was
2: mutton chops. Sweet, sweet prince. I'm like,
1: have you guys watched anything else? No, really? Yeah, it's been a
2: long week. Uh, sad, Nate. I'm sure I did, and I can't remember anything.
1: Come on, Brad, fellas, it's a movie you, podcast. Yeah, but I mean, I might have. So keep going. I'll think. Well, I watched Bros. I got, oh, I, you finally watched I it. I finally got around Wh- to it. What did
2: you think? I've seen bros. So. Nate,
1: you are 100 percent right. It was not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Not that it's not funny, yep. but it uh it's definitely it definitely leans more towards the the romance side of romantic comedy. Uh but there, there are some very funny lines and, and, and scenes in it, uh, but it didn't have the like joke speed that I usually expect, like, you know, a movie like Forgetting Sarah Marshall or something like that. Like this was definitely more squarely focused. Uh, On the romantic side of things, and I I still liked it. I think Billy Eichner is fantastic in it. Um, You know, there's a great ensemble cast on the the side of where they talk about the LGBTQ plus museum, which brings some really funny moments too. But yeah, I was surprised that it wasn't as as funny as I uh, anticipated because I was thinking that it was going to be, you know, quite ruckusly hilarious. We loved this trailer, right? We
2: we did talk about this trailer when it was on, and I was very excited to see it. And it is hard when we talk about these kind of films when we like these films. But it doesn't meet the expectations that we thought. Because again, I think Judd Apatow is involved with this; these kind of things. Uh, and it, and it had a lot of things in there. The, the pieces that I thought were going to make this a straight, yeah. strongly in it, especially stable.
1: because it is directed
2: by Nicholas Stoller, who directed "Forgetting Sarah Marshall." Yeah. Uh, and it just it, it it felt good, but not great. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed in there because I thought, I don't know, when you watch this as well, I thought there was enough tweaking that could have happened. To make this film great, is this, yeah.
0: Does this uh, speak to like a weaker script than Forgetting Sarah? No, the
2: sc- no, the
1: script is is strong. Like it's it's a it's a good romance. Like it's it feels like uh, honestly, for, uh, gay when Harry met Sally. Like that's that's really what it feels like. So they didn't maybe let him improv a lot of stuff. Or? No, I mean it's like there's it definitely has Billy Eichner's voice and that kind of thing. It, I just feel like that they, uh, I think that the movie that they wanted to make was something that that wasn't necessarily just like a it wasn't like a train wreck where it was a movie that has you know, uh, a lot of comedy to go along with the romance. I really think they wanted a romance that was just occasionally funny and, gotcha. fe- and felt and felt
0: genuine. And so that so basically why that trailer?
1: Yeah. I mean I think it's just because those kind of movies, you know, whether it's a romantic comedy that is, you know, more of a, a you know a laugh riot or if it's just a typical romance, all of those movies are a hard sell for theaters no, nowadays. And I get
0: that. Uh the idea is we're either going to disappoint you after we have your money or before. Yeah. And so I'd rather disappoint you after I've got your money. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to show you a trailer that makes you want to go see it and then oops, it wasn't as funny as you thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah. So if you want to see Bros, uh it's streaming But again. Still worth seeing.
0: I
2: would I, yeah, I would sure. say Absolutely. see it. Both said, Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: No, know, you both just said it's bad. Oh boy. Uh it's streaming on you Peacock. You said it was a train wreck. <sighs> he doesn't listen. No, he said he saw the film Trainwreck, but go ahead. Uh-oh. Uh it's uh streaming on Peacock right now if you want to watch it. So feel free to uh to check that out. Um, sticking with the, the gay romance theme, I also saw another movie that I heard was pretty funny and I hadn't watched it yet. Came, Silence of the Lambs. Came out earlier this year, uh, called Fire Island, which is on Hulu, uh, which stars, uh, Bowen Yang. Uh, and it, um, also stars, uh, the person whose name I forgot. So I'm going to look it up here while I'm doing this podcast um uh Joel Kim booster uh and so uh Joel Kim booster p- plays the lead and it's this uh it's kind of a coming of age movie except it's it's about it's about these this group of gay friends who they go to fire island every year it's kind of like a uh
2: you know By a- the way i, I who you say fire Island i think of fire fest <laughs> yeah, yeah me too. i know <laughs> Like, um, because I'm thinking of them. Oh, linked. really? It's another of you, documentary. For on those Fire of you Christ. don't know, Fi- Fire
1: Island is, is like this popular, like uh, basically kind of like a spring break destination that a lot of
2: gay men flock to. Uh, and like the way this that embarrassing. It, by, by the way, I just looked this up, and I I have seen like the the poster for this yeah. online or like on streaming. And I did not watch it because I thought it was about Firefest. <laughs> <laughs> I am not kidding you. Because the poster one? is like not doing it. guys in you know sh- like shirts off. You know, yeah. it looks like they're having fun, oh, like they God. did at Firefest. It looks That's, like it could have easily yeah. been like they,
0: wait, like they did at Firefest.
2: Well, <laughs> they I mean, didn't have fun at for Firefest. Like, that, for they, the first like thirty minutes. Did they you did. watch the documentary? For like first thirty minutes, they did. But go ahead. Uh,
1: but yeah, but the, so the movie follows this group of uh, gay friends who go to Fire Island. Uh, they go out there. They've gone out there every year for a while. Um, and it kind of plays out like this like big gay summer camp movie where there's like romance and like parties and all this stuff. Uh, and it really is really is just like a, a fun kind of com- coming of age movie. Uh, Bowen Yang is, is really good in it. Uh, Joe Kim Booster is fantastic too. And like, uh, it has this like you know fun angle because Jolkin Booster's character is like uh, narrating it, uh, but in the w- same way that like Ralphie narrates a Christmas story where he's like looking back on it, but he's also commenting on what's actually happening like in in real time during the story. Uh, but it's 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 pretty entertaining. I, I like I liked it a lot. It was um, which
2: one did you like better out of the two?
1: I think I liked Fire Island a little bit better just because it skewed a little bit closer to like the kind of coming of age movies that I, I I find myself you know being attracted to um so so yeah but there were things about bros that i think i that worked better than fire island as as well so yeah but they're they're both they're both very good um and then i also watched uh triangle of sadness have you guys heard of this movie no is it any good yes it is very good um in fact it was uh, a big player at uh the Cannes film festival uh sequel to circle of happiness what is circle of happiness ben a made-up title based on a <laughs> kind of a thing I was doing there. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So not a, not a real thing, and just just a dumb dumb. Joke. <laughs>
2: but it kind of sounded like it could be. Catch <laughs> uh, gotcha, up motherfucker. Did you though? Because <laughs> maybe you did fall for it. No, you no, no it I was, knew it wasn't. So which is why
1: it? I asked you. So this is a. Wait, wait, it, I got a real okay.
0: question. I got a real question. Real quick. A, Would the sequel to Little Women be littler women or
1: bigger women? Bigger women. Why? because they they're grow no up. longer
2: little women yeah okay less little women all right so this is a french film so you had yes. to read the subtitles uh no Do you feel smarter now no
1: there are actually are very few subtitles most of it is uh is in english okay well maybe i'll watch it then. uh so it won the palm of uh at canon film fest and it, it is uh it's it's a class warfare comedy basically it follows this uh couple who are they're uh, a young couple they're models uh, and they go on this kind of like uh, luxury cruise. And it's just this kind of like commentary on how uh, pompous and entitled like rich people are on this ship um, and kind of just like takes the piss out of them. And like they uh, they get shipwrecked and they end up on on this island and then like, you know, have to like try. There's like a group of them have to try and survive and everything. And so there's a lot of like commentary on class. And it does kind of have that uh, that feeling that like you would expect a. An upper class skewering comedy that plays at the Cannes Film Festival to have, you know, it feels it feels a little bit, uh, you know, self important in in a way, but it is very entertaining, especially because there's a sequence, uh, where they have what is called the captain's dinner on the ship, where the captain attends dinner with everybody on the ship, uh, and there's a terrible storm, and so like the ship, the captain, Woody Harrelson, uh, and the ship is like rocking terrible fake. By the way. Uh but the ship is rocking terribly at dinner and like they're having like just the most like uh fancy like seafood presentation. And of course everybody gets terribly <laughs> sick and it just turns <laughs> into absolute Chaos on on this ship of people just like throwing up and falling all over and like uh like Woody Harrelson and this uh this other rich guy on the the boat they just get fucking blitzed and just like are, are drunk and like the scene goes on for like a half an hour too um but it is yeah it's, it's it's really funny I'm I'm glad I watched it, it there's what was of, it called yeah, it's called it Triangle it? of Sadness was, where was, is it
2: is it available on any streaming service? I had to
1: rent it because okay. it's not available on streaming yet was but it's, Square of Despair taken going to keep doing shapes these bits trapezoid of tragedy yeah yeah see you're into it octagon of (laughs) go on i don't know depression (laughs) you got any more (laughs) dodecahedron of despair (laughs) no
2: no no, no. i said square of despair no but the the it rhymes though the dodecahedron That's alliteration yeah Yeah. i'm gonna rhombus the jealousy over here
1: Mm. okay I think that's all I've seen. <laughs> uh,
0: I did watch another movie. I will, I will say that I watched this because we we've been playing movies at the arcade, and I had a nice long break, and so I watched uh, like eighty nine percent of the Goonies. I mean, I really you've never time, seen first it first time, huh? No. Oh. What would you think, buddy? It, it, you know, a lot of people love that. Film. I just wanted to say that I you know, actually no, did watch just, I, another movie. Okay, uh, I watched
2: of the Goonies. Ruth, uh, did you good. like that part or no? It's okay. No. Hey. I haven't seen a lot of films as well. What, what, hey, really hey, hey, what else did you watch this week? Huh?
1: No, I was curious if it was it really was your first time. No,
2: I've seen. I it's know. okay if it, it is. Goonies, all right, man. stop. Nobody's shaming you here. I don't think the Goonies
1: is that great. Well, you probably didn't watch it when you were a kid. I didn't. Yeah, and yeah, that's why. That's yeah, actually that's why. why. And yeah. when you watch it as an adult, all it is is kids screaming and yeah. running around.
2: I actually watched it as a kid. and I kind of got scared. It's like
1: it watching. It's time. like watching a treasure hunt version of Uncut Gems.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I'm glad you it's finally really, wa- No,
0: it's really good and it's like like that's like saying, "Oh, you know, no, I just, Star Wars is just fine." Like,
2: no, I because... I didn't, I didn't watch it. At I, the kid. I, no, 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 no. Hey, I'll give you that. No, because The Goonies I didn't watch Star Wars until no, I was like, like, and a I don't good love movie. Star Wars. No, no The Goonies is like, because you didn't
0: grow up with it. No, no. I didn't grow up with Star Wars. I didn't I, I it was not introduced to it in a good enough time where it made a lot of uh, sense to me. So it was fine. I never yeah, loved it. It was fine.
1: Okay, so you said you said the part that makes sense and is is absolutely right, but that's the difference is is that The Goonies is not necessarily innovative. When it comes to filmmaking and changing, so it to be. No, I'm not saying it has to be. What I'm saying that's what makes Star Wars that much more revered. So the Goonies can be fine, and it, it is. It's a, it's a it's a perfectly fine kids adventure movie. But when it comes to Star Wars, the filmmaking and the caliber of it that's there that's why that one is just respected. No, and so it's not, you're, it's not on the same level. It's
0: a straw man argument. It's like, not. I, yeah, it is because you're talking about technical achievement and shit that I'm not even bringing up. All I'm saying is I really like the Goonies, and you don't, and you. I don't, I don't like Star Wars, and, you, and we really do. But that's it. That's all. That's all the comparison. But here. I don't think. But then now you're taking it to another level, saying no, no. But here's why Star Wars is the better movie, and Goonies isn't
1: a good enough. No, I'm not. not saying, I'm not saying. First of all, I don't even know why you're turning this into like a
2: confrontational thing. Because, but have you Have you guys seen Babe: Pig in the City? Yeah, it's it's way, awesome. Way better than Star Wars.
1: All right, moving on. It's not the same thing. It's the same thing. It's absolutely not the same thing because because uh, like. More often than not you will, you'll find adults you still can't can appreciate Star Wars, they really didn't grow up with it, but Goonies. But that's not the point of I have my, I have found the point. it is because I'm telling you that I didn't appreciate Goonies as much when I was older because I'm not a kid that gets caught up in the kid adventure of it. Yeah, and I didn't like Star Wars for the same reason. I know, I but that's, get, that's I didn't get caught up in it. That's what I'm saying though is there are there are more adults I think who are turned off by the Goonies because of the kid orientation of it and because of how I, I've heard a lot of adults who never saw Goonies until they were adults, and the very first thing they say is that movie is really fucking loud. But
2: here's the cra-
0: crazy part: here is I'm not talking about most adults or which movie is more
1: beloved. I'm talking about I don't I know, but it, you turned uh, it into that argument no, by bring, by bringing that up. You absolutely did. No, I just said I, 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 there's a movie you really Nate, like. Nate, did you watch anything there's else? A, a movie you really like? That I don't. Did you watch anything so else? So What's the
2: big deal? Babe, Pig in the City.
1: Did you actually watch Babe, Pig in the City?
2: No, I just wanted to move on.
1: Do you know who uh, who who directed Babe? No, who Arnold Schwarzenegger?
2: <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. Do you know? Do
1: you not know, know? No,
0: I don't. It's Sylvester Stallone.
1: His name uh, is George Miller. Do you know what he directed? Nate? Three
2: hundred
1: Mad Max. No Mad uh, Max Fury Road. Uh, Mad Max well, and, and Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury that like, most of the franchise. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you know that he also directed a movie called Happy Feet?
2: Oh, that is uh, wide expansive. <laughs> resume. a wide expanse. He's got a good resume. <laughs> yeah.
1: He also directed Happy Feet two i didn't see that one littler women yeah
2: all right what about some trailers boys let's get into it well we talked about
1: uh greta gerwig earlier so let's talk about the new movie that she has coming out uh based on a popular toy named barbie have you heard of this i've heard of this
2: film and i've heard of the toys yeah no i don't know what this is
1: well ben you i mean you 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 probably didn't play with barbie when you were a kid so you don't appreciate it as much now as an adult
0: yeah no i didn't yeah no, it's not my favorite toy. Right. Yeah, but you, I, I played with Baby Ruth. Did you, you play with a candy bar as a kid? No, oh, I had a little doll. I called him Baby Ruth. You had a doll named Baby Ruth. Yeah, it was a, a Ruth Cabbage Patch doll, but it was my baby, so I called
1: it Baby Ruth. What is a Ruth Cabbage Patch doll? Is a Cabbage Patch doll named Ruth. Why don't you just say it's a Cabbage Patch doll named Ruth? Because I was four. Do, you, do other people say this is my Laura Cabbage Patch doll? No, it's,
0: it's my Baby Woof.
1: Baby Woof? Because I couldn't pronounce my R's, Brad.
2: Because I was four, he had a speech impediment. Yeah, Man, don't make fun of. Wow, him. This really. So does Joe Biden. So, all right. So this uh, trailer <laughs> was a spoof, right, of 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yes, uh, and another, again, film written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, and directed by Greta Gerwig, uh, stars everyone in Hollywood. Um, yeah, this
1: movie has a very big cast. Yeah, Margot Robbie is the one who plays Barbie uh, uh, naturally. Uh, right, yeah.
2: she is a. Although there are Barbie. there are a
1: bunch of different uh, Barbies, as I understand it too. And Ryan Gosling
2: is Ken. Yes, uh, Will Ferrell is Mr. Mattel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whoever. I, I don't. Simu Liu is in it. uh American Ferreira Ariana Greenblatt, Michael Sarah, Issa Rae, Kingsley uh Rhea Perlman. Uh, good to see Rhea Perlman still acting.
0: Issa Rae, my it's my favorite name to say.
2: And then uh, Kate McKinnon and, and more. So there's just it's a, everyone, everyone a in Hollywood. Ton of people. It didn't give us much in the trailer, though. Honestly, I it's mean, a teaser. It, yeah, it's just a teaser. And like I said, it was a spoof of 2001: A Space Odyssey. And it, it, I'm excited about this film. It's going to be good, I'm sure, because Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are talented people, they're, they're and all that cast the, is amazing.
0: The, the right tone with this i don't think they're they're definitely not <laughs> playing it serious but it's uh it looks very 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 tongue-in-cheek it, it and that's won't be
2: serious but I, be I feel like noah bombeck and and greta kirk are still going to want to make a point though. sure absolutely and so there's going to be something said in this film that's going to be good it won't just be you know it won't just be really zany and silly i think there's going to be something else that happens in this film um but this the the it shows you right all of the the pink plastic you know setting in the city that barbie lives in i mean just go
1: aside from the shots you see in this trailer like go do a google search of like set photos and see all the different like wardrobes and like sets that have been spotted it it
2: looks like it again i am not somebody that I, i i didn't play with a lot of barbies when i was little i had nothing with against boys playing with barbies but I didn't, so I'm not familiar with, like, it seems like they're going to actually use certain outfits that so many people we, are familiar with, these kind of things, and that's going to be fun for a ton of people, I think. On see, the uh, on the Slash talk.
1: Film staff, uh, one of our uh, writers and editors, her name's uh, BJ Colangelo, uh, she is, like, a huge barbie fan and she's like super into like this that's awesome and there are things that like she has noticed in the trailer and stuff like that where she's like oh my gosh this is this is this and this is this and so she's like she's been writing about it for us and like the way she's been writing about it has been has been so much fun uh but like the this really feels like it'll it, it will probably have like something uh, be something along the lines of like the lego movie of how it uses the intellectual property to do something bigger uh, and and better and one of the, the the biggest things that like has me so intrigued about this is uh, you mentioned Simu Liu is in it and he said in an interview that uh, his agent told him this was one of the best scripts he has ever read and so Which,
2: again Noah Baumbach Greta Gerwig does not shock me. yeah
1: and so I'm very interested to see what this is like especially with this with this trailer out there like it feels like it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, it'll probably you know be something that is like from people who genuinely love you know like the the Barbie you know brand but also like want to do something that is like satirical and all you know is genuinely entertaining in a new way that isn't just like here's the toys you know dancing
2: around and all that stuff yeah it should be interesting I'm, I'm excited to see this I it's it's crazy right that this film does get so much press because it seems like if there's a set photo that comes out I mean it, it just breaks Twitter right it is yeah people are very very you're, excited about you're this gonna film.
0: make a, a movie about Barbie right And obviously Hollywood has not done this yet as a live action film. So you've got a list, everything directing, writing, act, everything. So they, and the budget is huge. So they're,
2: they're going for it and I'm here for it. Yep. I'm excited. And I know nothing about the plot. Do you? No, not really. Yeah. I've not really, I've not read anything. I don't think that's really been public on, you know, there's no even like snippets of like, you know, sometimes they'll release like a. A uh, three or four sentence paragraph of, How you know, kind of a summary. How many of the plot.
0: jokes will there be about Ken not having
2: a dick? Do you yeah, think see, they'll reference? I don't know. No matter I, what I the answer
1: is, it's not, not enough. enough. <laughs>
2: that, it is funny though. I, I'm anxious to see if that's the route they're going to go. You is know, it PG 13? Well, I don't know. I would assume it's not going to be any more than PG-13. I well, think you
0: know. an R. That's a hard I mean, R, like NC-17.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just plastic crotches smashing into each other. I think that Barbie film has been Barbie. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes, it has.
1: Oh, my God. I'm, right. just, I'm just thinking about
2: that Barbie movie. <laughs> <I> oh, <don't> no. <know. laughs> Moving it, on, 65 or uh, the Jurassic Park film we've all been waiting for.
1: I got my first real spaceship. In the summer of '65. Wow, that was a long way for that one. See? Okay. That well, works. I don't know if it was a long way. It was, it was just a little snippet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you, did you like it? Yeah, no, I
2: did. That was fine. That yeah, was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, so this trailer kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't even know this film was getting made, honestly. And we, we paid, obviously, pretty close attention to the film yeah. being made. This was a big surprise for <laughs> Especially me. Especially
1: something with Adam fucking Driver especially something that's like such a big concept like this, because like, if I would have heard about a movie of like, Oh, Adam driver gets stranded on a planet and there's fucking dinosaurs.
2: And it's, like, hundred, yep, and it's a hundred and it sign me up a hundred million dollar film. This isn't a small film. Yeah. Right? Yo, this
1: is going to be fucking epic. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, I like the premise, I like the setup where it's you know a, a kind of a lost in space idea where there's this crew exploring, looking for you know a new place to live, and then they end up... We're looking uh, for a new Earth. Clearly somehow end up going back in the past and landing on prehistoric Earth where there are dinosaurs. Is it prehistoric Earth? That's what it says I mean, in the trailer. It's 65 million years ago is yeah. what it stands
2: for. Just, it just seems so weird. Like, I, I, so so that, y- that way, that's
0: the problem you have? Like If you're going to be in space, you can't also go back in time?
2: Well, I mean, just because you're in space doesn't mean you know how to get back in time. Well, they didn't go back in time on purpose. They got hit by a a rogue asteroid. Did you listen to the trailer? Yes, but that's how space travel happens. Oh, Oh, you're you're a space travel expert now. Uh, Yeah, I am the resident podcast space travel expert. I thought we've already covered that.
1: Where do you go to school? Does it matter? You've
2: seen
0: The Martian four times. That
2: does not make you the resident space expert. Yes, it does. You got a NASA patch on your your freaking arm? Nerd. (laughs) Got, got a moon tattoo on your butt. I've also seen Jurassic World. Twice. Oh, well, so that's it's the dinosaur. That. That's, yeah, no, uh, okay. exactly.
0: So you're not near a sadness. The circle of sadness called it wants you back. It
1: sounds mean. You guys are like <laughs> ganging up on me. <laughs> uh, but no, this looks cool as hell because it's it's futuristic tech it versus awesome. dinosaurs, a survival story. On prehistoric planet Earth, and, I just yeah.
0: I trust Adam Driver. Uh, I trust his decision making because obviously he just doesn't he, he doesn't really do wrong with his choices. So while it, there could be camps out there that say like, oh, it looks like he's sold out or whatever, like I think this movie looks incredible. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do
1: movies like this often. Exactly. Star Wars was like the only thing. You yeah, know? I'm really really into this.
2: This was shot over two years ago, by the way, and well,
0: 65 million years ago, 65 million and two uh, years ago,
2: and it comes out I think in March. two years from now. It comes out in March, um, so it, it's actually been a film that's been done for a while, and they've been wanting to release it, but because of COVID, because of these kind of things, they've not been able to. Which really shocks me again that we had not heard of this film. Yeah, um, because most films, there are films that we've been waiting on releasing for quite some time, and it hasn't come out yet. So I'm I'm really excited about this film. The the special effects look great. Everything the, looks great. you know the the premise looks new. Excuse me. Um. <laughs> no it's gonna i'm i'm
0: all all signs point to yes on this one
2: scott beck and brian woods wrote and directed this and they did a quiet place is that right
1: mm-hmm. yeah they sure did
2: all right moving on uh a new trailer just dropped today when we were uh preparing for this episode uh oppenheimer did you guys watch that
0: <laughs> god damn
2: it Ben
1: and I had a weird moment where we had a staring contest <laughs> impromptu great for the great for the podcast Yeah, Brad. Great, great content guys. Yeah, yeah. good visual stuff yes I did watch the trailer
2: for Oppenheimer uh, and you know by the way our, our listeners aren't in our text thread but you pissed me off <laughs> you really did well, you Nate, pissed me off Nate, here's,
1: here's the thing like like Christopher Nolan, he made Dunkirk. He we got a World War Two movie. I don't know why we're
2: doing this again. Like, so,
1: so, oh, I want to make a movie about the guy that made the atomic bomb. Oh, fucking cool.
2: Great. I don't... Wait, g- he's made more... He only made Dunkirk, but... Uh- no, no, but I mean, like, like in the thread, you mentioned three movies. Well, I know, but this—he's not being serious right now. But I thought he was serious for a second there, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like Christopher Nolan. Who cares? Nobody cares about Christopher God, Nolan. Why does
0: he stick to the WW Two like, shit? Oh, we get it.
2: another World War Two film. I'm like, he's made one. Yeah, but it was like two and a half hours long, <laughs> I, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> you don't like Dunkirk.
0: I couldn't tell who was who. They're all w- w- like pale white actors, and it's like well, today's today, welcome to and then World tomorrow's War II. tomorrow's yeah. three days from now, <laughs> and then next week, and it's like, but now we're back to today in the, in the cockpit, and what? I just can't. And then it was put Tom Hardy in a fucking Bane mask again.
2: It was English uh, uh, soldiers in World War Two. They were pale and pasty. I Sorry. know, but
0: like, there's just not. There's nothing about that, that that made me pay attention. I just was so
1: bored. No, about no, that. I like Dunkirk, uh, and I'm also. <laughs> I am excited about any new Christopher Nolan movie, and uh, this, Oppenheimer. You know, yep. yeah, Oppenheimer. You know, is a, a a person who hasn't really been like given a movie like this. That's what I was
2: thinking as well. This, listen to this cast, right? So obviously, this is a a, a biopic kind yeah. of. You know, Every, or,
1: this is a movie where literally like everybody yeah. is in this so, movie.
2: Here we go. We've got uh, Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, uh, Josh Hartnett. Welcome back, buddy. Kenneth Branagh. Um Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just kidding. Um Neither Jack Quaid, either. Jason Clark, uh Alex Wolfe, uh Tony Goodwin, Keaton. Uh so you just got The a t- Predator. I uh, would yeah. Olivia Thurlby, Casey Affleck's in it as well. Gary Olden. Olden. Shot, um okay. Gary Oldman plays Harry S. Truman. That should be interesting. Uh, but this this has a huge ensemble cast. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's a hundred million dollar film as well. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some action in there. They spent that They, made, so they made a real
0: atomic bomb for
1: it. Actually, they he did do something to recreate the atomic explosion That's for this joke. for this movie. Joke uh and you I think you get uh visual flourishes of that in this trailer too of like seeing the how, like the reaction and like what the explosion looks like up close, you know, something that people probably Uh, aren't used to seeing because we're we're, only ever seeing the atomic bomb as like the big mushroom cloud. And and, also the the, grainy black and white footage of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, this will like give us some kind of, I think this will probably like recontextualize what we think of when we think of the atomic bomb and really like put in perspective of just how big of a deal it was because like, everyone has taught it in history class. Everyone, everyone knows about this kind of thing, but it's been so long since it happened. And like, it's, it's so such a commonplace thing like, everyone knows what that black and white footage looks like. And I think to put it in this light uh, and do have a film like this and provide these new contemporary visuals to like give people an idea about it. It's kind of like, uh, what Selma did uh, for you know the the civil rights movement is like we had never really seen a movie that had zeroed in on Martin Luther King Jr. before and those marches through Selma and stuff like that. And so like when you get to see those historical moments, you know, uh, dramatized in such a significant way, it adds you know a new layer of understanding.
2: What I really love about because I've done some study of this time and these scientists, a lot of them were you know 30s 40s. They weren't that old. A lot of these scientists and they were doing some really obviously groundbreaking stuff, but many of them literally groundbreaking very nah. conflicted after sure you know because again why like, <laughs> some people died actually um because of the atomic bomb yeah huh some some did no um, so it should be fun to see how this kind of plays out and also it unleashed godzilla des- decisions are gonna nah, make i've
1: heard together. that story that's that's that was scary
2: uh now chris Nolan not necessarily
0: an, an academy award winner uh for for best picture or anything but he does make some prestige films is this gonna he made g- the prestige? Hmm. Is this gonna be up for uh,
1: acting academy Award? I mean, Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you know, yeah. all that? um yeah, I, I would I would be surprised now, if it wasn't. One of the
0: tenants of his movies is the tenant. Fuck <sighs> <sighs> like the big noise that he that he always does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You think that'll it's be one, it?
1: it's a memento for him. I was gonna get there, but you stopped me. I got prestige in, I got tenant in, but I couldn't get there. I think that the inception of the movie is <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> Dark Knight. Batman begins. Rock. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I do. I think it'll be definitely for awards. I mean, the, sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of the cast they put up for awards. But <laughs> it'll be like everybody versus everybody yeah. in the supporting actor category. Yeah, exactly. So I this probably could be a big uh, you know moment for Killian Murphy though, who doesn't often get to enjoy a lead role in such
2: a big movie. So I think this should be huge for him. Agreed. <laughs> are you excited for it I am I'm very excited for it I think it's gonna be very good it, it is a film though obviously it's gonna be heavy because um, <laughs> the atomic, Cause the, cause, cause the atomic weight um, of the film so but you can't see this cast and not get excited about of course yeah, of it. yeah, yeah this is gonna be incredible it's probably gonna be 9 hours long
1: I don't think it'll be that long
0: I mean it'll probably be 2 hours and 42 minutes long
1: I'm gonna say 2 hours and 24
2: minutes right. it'll be long how hard. long? Because we just said our numbers. What did you say? Two forty-two. I'm gonna say one minute. What
1: are you doing? He's doing the one dollar bid. Oh, never mind. Yeah, dummy. Listen, I'm out of it tonight. Didn't Bye. you watch Prices Right when you were sick? No. You never watched Prices Right when you were sick. You're full of shit. Oh, oh, when you
0: were sick like, as as a child.
1: Anytime. Well, no,
0: I, not not really. I watched my three sons.
1: You watched my three sons <laughs> when you were sick at home.
0: Yeah, Mr. Ed, my three sons. That that was it was on Nickelodeon during the day. Oh, so
2: my cable. All right. <laughs> hey guys, I I, I want to talk about something because I I I figured out a new bit that I want to try here. No oh boy. Um. Yeah, I know. It's it's called the Go Flix yourself headline hu- hu- hullabaloo. Um. You want to try that one again? Yeah, it's called the Go Flix yourself. Headline hullabaloo. Isn't that a Netflix movie with Adam (laughs) Sandler? Headlines. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read headlines from the last day or two, and I want to comment on them, but I might even ask you guys to do an impression of this because I want to hear your bits that you would think. For instance, I'm going to give you a headline here, and I want to hear your comment on it, but I might assign something else for you. All right. Here we go.
1: Here's a headline that came out. Yeah. No, no. You're going to get this. You're going to get this, right?
2: I'm in. All right. Uh, Woman caught stealing Christmas presents from Robert De Niro's house. Did you hear this? No. Is this a real thing? You no, know, this really happened. I no, I read this headline today. Okay. Um, it happened. A su- suspected serial burglar was caught Monday while attempting to poach Christmas presents from actor Robert De Niro's Manhattan home. De Niro who had been upstairs, came down to the living room as a woman was being arrested. I want to hear from you both your best Robert De Niro impression when somebody's robbing his house.
1: (laughs) You stealing from me? (laughs) Are you stealing from me? (laughs) What do you got, man? I'm the only one here.
0: I I thought you were going to keep going. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have I presence, Greg. Could you milk me?
2: <laughs> Good.
1: Forget about it. That is, that's one of his most famous lines. Forget about Forget it. About Forget it. about it.
2: <laughs> uh, I just would have loved to have seen, like, do you think he was, do you think he heard, called the police and just stayed upstairs? Absolutely. He's 90. Like, he's not, He's not. He's not. I know, but I feel like I feel Godfather like Robert Father De Niro is still Ringing bull. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he he stood at the window and like did that thing where he pointed his eyes. <laughs> exactly, <and then> like <laughs> exactly. Just menacing stare.
2: Yeah. All right. Next headline: Tucker Carlson let Mike Tyson smoke a truckload of weed at his house. Uh, Carlson invited heavyweight legend Mike Tyson to stay at his home before the champ appeared on his Fox News streaming show, Tucker Carlson today. Lost a little respect for Mike Tyson on that. but
0: I'll tell you right now, I don't have a good Tucker Carlson.
2: But, but insiders say that Tyson thought he'd have to turn down the hospitable offer because he has a heavy weed habit and didn't want to uh, impertinently hotbox Carlson's tastefully appointed mansion. But we're told the Fox host Assured Tyson, who appeared on the show Wednesday, that he was quite welcome to stay and to blaze away to his heart's. Why content- are those two people hanging? Out? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to hear from you. I want a good Mike Tyson impression, trying to ask if he could smoke weed at somebody's house. <laughs> you go first, Ben.
0: <laughs> I mean, are you sure? I, I, I don't. Know. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> you sh- Sure, you're not going to mind. <laughs> I mean, okay, but it's, it's going to be a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm going to let that one go. That's 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 as good as it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, final headline for our Go Flicks Yourself headline, Hullabaloo. Steven Spielberg regrets the decimation of shark population after Jaws. Yeah,
0: it was an unfortunate...
2: Director Steven Spielberg has said he truly regrets the decimation of the shark population following the success of the Oscar winning film Jaws. He told BBC Radio 4's Desert Island discs he fears sharks are mad at him <laughs> for the feeding frenzy of crazy sword fishermen. That happened after 1975 Here's a fun fact for you Not real fun but a fact (laughs) An estimated 100 million sharks are killed per year Throughout the world A startling high number And one that is greater than the recovery rate Of these populations Meaning we are decimating the shark population So they actually did use
1: the word decimation properly
0: My favorite part about this particular podcast Has been the silences
2: (laughs) (laughs) They say a lot (laughs) All right. So what I want to hear from you guys. I don't do a shark impression. (laughs) Is I want to hear a Roy Schneider impression. All right. Can anybody do a Roy Schneider impression? You're going to try it. Trying to talk to Steven Spielberg about. Brad, what is a Roy Schneider? Have you guys seen his Jaws? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right then you could do a roy schneider impression about talking to steven spielberg about maybe seeing if there's another animal they can come up with
1: boy that's some dead shark harry It's <laughs> uh, a pretty good roy schneider that's a that's a, I, I can just do it from that line the, the, the bad hat harry line that's yeah. pretty much it
0: oh gotcha uh,
1: yeah, man, what do you got? Yeah, you man? know, uh, maybe we could do it. Uh, I'll be Richard Dreyfus, and I'll there try. We go. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Let's uh, Richard listen, Stephen, uh, the sharks are gonna be pissed. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't want, I don't need a shark chasing me and my career down, <laughs> Stephen. Okay, I don't want to blow up the sharks in the ocean. All right, and so I'm, I'm Richard Dreyfus over here. <laughs> that is a great
2: Richard Dreyfus.
1: <laughs> it's more so Daryl
2: Hammond doing Richard. I all I got. Yeah. That's I still love it. I still love it. You got a Richard Dreyfuss uh, for me or a Roy Schneider? Man, I, you know, I don't think that I. I what I, about a Steven Spielberg?
1: No. <laughs> Actually, I, if, you were, if you were more drunk, you could just be Quint from Jaws. <laughs> I am pretty much Quint. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: going to uh, sharks in the water. And we're going to go on the land. <laughs> what we need to do is instead of having the sharks. Come over here, Hooper. I got to tell you about these sharks. <laughs> what we're going to do, you and me, see, <laughs> we're going to go on land and we're going to crush some boontang.
2: Wow. So that's what he would say. That's true. All right, boys. Thank you so much for playing the Goldflex Yourself headline Hullabaloo.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for putting us on the spot for no mm. reason.
1: Yeah, that's was a nice little improv game. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Just to close out here with a brief conversation, since this has been a, a big thing over the past week, there's been a lot of uh, hullabaloo, if you will, uh, over the development of the new DC universe. Yes. Now that James Gunn and Peter Safran have been named as the new. Uh, heads of DC Entertainment. Uh, how do you guys feel about the various announcements that have been going on? There's uh, been talk of Patty Jenkins no longer doing Wonder Woman 3. Uh, there's been talk of uh, Henry Cavill no longer being Superman and them taking entirely different direction for those characters. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about things that are going going so far? Have you guys paid attention to this, heard what's going on?
0: I mean, yes, it's pretty hard if you do follow any sort of entertainment news to not know about this. Yeah, Um, I, I just it's so weird to me that people get so passionate about these actors that play these roles. Yeah, it just really does speak to kind of like our more primal instincts you're getting people are getting death threats over this oh yeah you know james gunn's family is gonna get threatened because henry cavill's not playing superman anymore like what the what's wrong with you people this is you're you're dumb stop being fucking dumb it's these are characters on the screen and so what they're not coming back to play your stupid fucking cape crusader calm it fucking down
1: uh, well hold on superman isn't the cape well, crusader who, again who batman's gives, a who, cape who crusader gives a shit just james gunn
0: has earned the right to do things like you should be thanking him for taking DC's pile of shit and trying to turn it into something good. You did it with Peacemaker, you did it with Suicide Squad. Let the man go. Let it, Let him make your shit better. But instead, you're holding on to the past because, dude, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really like the Superman in the first place. But, uh, but, but they, they should still let him make him another one. But even though I didn't like the one that came out,
1: well, ugh. the Snyderverse, guys. I mean, come on, don't you love the Snyderverse? Yeah, I like when everything's
0: wet and dark and craggly. And I can't tell what it is. Oh, wait, that's that's America? Or what is,
1: it? Is, it a, is it a cave? Is it underwater? What are we doing? Nate, I'm Amos. a moon. How much do you like the
2: Snyderverse? Okay, th- let me comment broadly here. For fear out of upsetting some of our listeners that might like the DC universe, um, or that might be DC fans, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I am so freaking tired of this. Um, your whole thing, right? So the reason James Gunn gets brought in, and Peter Saffron, I think mm-hmm. his name right, gets brought in is because the DCU sucks. It just does. Yeah. I mean, and the good stuff, there there have been some good films, right? Wonder Woman mm-hmm. One, the first one I thought I, mm-hmm. I really yes. liked. Yes. There were some good films. Most of your films are trash, they're just not very good. Um the good parts of the DC universe that were brought there were brought there by James Gunn that you got only because he got fired from Marvel for a a, a hot minute and they lost him. Mm-hmm. be grateful because he's be so grateful. He's tremendously talented. uh you actually this is the crazy thing is you can see DC fans what james gunn has done look at the suicide squad that came out four years before that one to the suicide squad that he brought look at the difference there right one is a good film one is a trash film but all
1: those all those fans though the same that are like you know constantly complain about like the Snyderverse being left behind and like who loved justice league and all that stuff they'll tell you be like oh yeah but that first suicide squad movie would have been so much better if they would just release david ayers you know original cut of the movie
0: yeah, but that's not what they did, you fucking idiots. Like they don't
1: do that. The studios, they, they released Zack Snyder's cut yeah, of gesture. Sure, and, and, absolutely. And, it was, and it was okay. It was and it, and it was the worst decision Warner Brothers could have made because <laughs> yeah. now they've emboldened the worst side <laughs> exactly. of the story. But, but Even
2: even the Zack Snyder it's okay. It's not it's yeah. not it, lo- it, look at Marvel, what they're releasing. And again, I will say not every Marvel film is good. Most though are, right? The, I, listen, they're at least good. Some of them are great. The Donner films. cut makes the Snyder cut.
0: Look like Justice League, okay. It, the Donner cut of Superman was really, really good. Yeah, the Snyder cut or whatever is fine. It, it doesn't really improve tremendously anything. It's just longer, it's long, and it, yeah, and it, and it <laughs> fills in a few gaps. Okay, whatever. But it doesn't narratively change things. It doesn't fucking stylistically change anything. It's it's, it's what I just I'm so sick of you guys and, complaining about the stuff that doesn't matter. And, just go, and my go thing is
2: on a date. Okay, the DC people know that. Their film universe and their shows aren't doing well. You know, their shows are like on WB or something, right? Well, but that, to, um, to be fair, even though I'm not a fan, those shows on the CW
1: did have a huge following, and people 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 loved what they, they did.
2: did. But again, though,
1: the, and, and the, I think you will also love it when it's done well. But yeah, sure. But my point is, those is most of the fans who that are complaining today are not really a lot of the same fans who like the CW
2: shows and that again, kind of stuff. But, so. but look at the difference between, again, and I, I, I have nothing against those shows. I've I watched some of them. They're not bad shows, but they are not Peacemaker. Right? No, of course not. And so look, look at the difference between what James Gunn, who has a standard that will be met in these films. And also comes and, with and, an and influx again, of
0: cash and green lights. You, like, you, needed- you weren't going to get this, guys. You you were It was either going to die off and wait a couple years and you get a, a, and probably another cash grab shitty reboot, or you get somebody with prestige that and a $100 million per picture. And mo- then, I'll, right.
2: I'll say this. Henry Cavill looks like su- Superman, right? Love I love him. No, but I don't think he's a great actor. I really don't. I, I think he's fine. I, did, I disagree with that. I think Henry
1: Cavill is a pretty good actor. I don't think he's had an opportunity to but, really- But I said great.
2: Sh- you don't think he's a great actor? I don't think
1: he's had an opportunity. He's been given a movie that has allowed him to fully- Did you sh- love him in sh- Winter? What did you love him in Witcher? I don't watch the Witcher, um, but I, I think that he's a very good Superman. I don't think he was ever given a good Superman movie for him to really prove it, because I think he's great as the villain in Mission Impossible uh, Fallout. Uh, I liked him in Man from U.N.C.L.E. I think that he's got potential. He just hasn't been given that that great opportunity to prove how good he really is.
2: Maybe maybe uh, you look, might be right. I, I, I there's I like nothing a about a Superman that I thought can't be done by other actors as well. The other part
0: about this, people say like, "Oh, you can't make
2: a good Superman movie
0: because he's so overpowered," and it's just bullshit anymore. You can't use that excuse anymore because you have a god in it. Is Thor. A t- it is a tough nut to crack, though? It's whatever. It's not though, because for every you know, Kryptonite exists in his universe. So like, you just make an interesting story using Kryptonite, and now you're
1: fine. Like, just it's, write a good movie. It's more so because of also what Superman I think represents as well, and like that's there's there's no real marvel like equivalent for superman
2: like on like he's kind of in a level on his own yeah but there's a there is enough superman comic book iterations where you can find a story that works that can and should be oh, of course now and, and that's what they need to do and you know who'll find it james gunn he will find it um i, I just think that if you're bringing in james gunn to be in peter saffron to be the next you know the the kevin feige of dc let him clean house. Let him do it. Let yeah. him do what he do. Let I him. will
1: say the one thing that I am disappointed that we're probably not gonna get now because this is something that was w- would have happened, is uh obviously we're we're getting Michael Keaton back as Batman in the Flash movie. That's you know, that's happening. He was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie that got canceled. I'm bummed that we're not gonna see how that plays out because this was all meant to eventually lead into doing a Batman Beyond movie where Michael Keaton would have been an aged Bruce Wayne with a with a new Batman based on the Batman beyond uh, animated series and and comics and stuff that followed. And I would have loved to see them do that. And I don't know if we're ever going to get that kind of opportunity again, because I think that we are now missing our chance at properly bringing Michael Keaton back into the DC comic fray, because now they're going to venture away from what this universe they've created
2: to allow that to happen. And now, I don't think we'll get a chance to do it again. There's always a way. There's always a way. I just want to be careful, too, because as as James Gunn put on his Twitter, people are making stuff up about what he is and isn't going to do. From what I understand... He hasn't announced no, a ton. No, no, so, no, they, they have not announced anything yet. Yeah, he, he's, so he's like he shot down some rumors, and he has like vaguely mentioned like he's, he's like he's pretty
1: it, active on Twitter. But
2: but yeah. pe- but people are like, well, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do this. And sometimes he's like, that's just not true. Or we we haven't yeah. made up our decision. And so like let him do his job, right? And and then if if after a couple films or after you know five or six years, the job isn't being done well, get rid of him. But you brought in a guy you're, that has a good you're, resume. You're
0: hiring a all-star, uh, legend, Hall of Famer basketball coach to coach the worst team in the league, and you're not going to give it a year before mm-hmm. you see what the next year's team looks like, That that's the equivalent here. And, and, Just give them a chance.
2: And right, D.C. is a little bit of a mess right now, even with their actors, right? The Flash franchise. What are we going to do with that? Who knows? <laughs> you know, what, so what, Why would happen? Oh, boy. <laughs> so what really drives me crazy is I've seen some people say that, you know, again, James Gunn and Peter Safran are to blame for certain decisions that were made before they even started. They just started like it's a crazy. couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know? It's it's beyond so, me yeah. how
0: people are... I've seen tweets of people they are like... They didn't
2: cancel Batgirl.
0: This is... Yeah. I've also seen like, you know what? This is it. I'm done, DC. Yeah. And I was
2: like, oh, okay. Take care. Ha- have a Take great care. day. Like, what? Because you know what? Now that James Gunn is behind it, I actually do want to now see... Now I'm actually interested.
0: More. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like... This is, is like... To pull another analogy out of my ass here. This is like when a restaurant goes non-smoking. And you get like the 20% of people who smoke like, well, good luck. Your regulars are never coming back.
1: And then, and not just because I got cancer.
0: (laughs) Business is better than ever. And the restaurant smells nice and is actually good. (laughs) I don't know. I love me a good cigarette. (laughs) I love me a good cigarette is what most smokers say. Yeah.
2: And on that, guys. I love it, man. Bradley. It's not my name. I know. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Hey, it's good to see you again. I love you. I love your faces. I'm glad to see you in person, buddy.
1: I know, right? It's good. Go home and watch The Goonies. It feels good. I'm going to go home and watch The Goonies, and it's going to keep me up at night.
0: Yeah, it's because the kids scream a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you like that movie so much. I'm more a Star Wars guy myself.
1: I know you are. I know you are. You got that, that tattoo of the Death Star right on your nuts. That's a Tatooine of the Death Star. Mm, that's pretty good. That is good. A Tatooine.
0: A Tatooiner. Ew. Is a tattoo on my wiener. Oh, Tatooine.
1: anyway guys if you like this podcast i don't know why you <laughs> no way after that uh, joke why would you d- definitely uh rate us five stars on, on <laughs> itunes uh want to give a shout out to the person who uh listened to the bad episode we had not too long ago <laughs> but you know what? was still kind enough to give us five stars because the episode afterwards was infinitely better here's <laughs>
0: here's what i love give us a shitty text review and a five-star rating so so if you're listening if you haven't rated us yet you should say something negative in the text but then also make sure it's definitely still five stars because that's all the... Well, no, say something but,
2: positive about me. I'm Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, say something really bad about Ben. Yeah. That's just, Like
0: that third guy that kind of sounds fat and and needs me. Just I make mean, fun but, of me. It's fine. But then still give us five stars.
1: Yeah. There you go. You can listen to us, uh, of course, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and on Stitcher and Spotify and Anchor and Mashed Potatoes. Why, why
0: do they do that? Like you can hear this podcast. You're already listening. You just listen to the place that you've been listening.
1: people are maybe maybe they're listening to in a friend's car, maybe they don't don't know how they're listening to the podcast. Whatever, that's fair. I know
2: it's it's what like real podcasters say. So we say it. it. Yeah,
1: we Uh,
2: like to be real.
1: Smash that subscribe button, y'all. Yeah,
2: smash it, smash it hard. All right, all right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?